you know, I was like, hey, I just had a baby without epidural. I'm good, you know. But it was just that they were just kept on coming in, and it was really kind of irritating um, asking me for pain medicine because I was like, well, if I really want pain medicine, I, you know, I'll let you guys know. Uh, but I just was wondering why was that so, you know, is that also part of their workflow process to continuously let the, you know, the, the mothers know, hey, you know, um, you know, pain medication is definitely there if needed. Well, one of the things is that you know that pain assessment is one of our workflows anyway you are. Not only in labor and delivery, also in med search floors, you always ask patients for pain. However, LND nurses tend to ask you more because with their experience, they know how painful the process can be. Okay. Um, as they say, no pain, no gain. So before you have that baby, you're going to experience that pain. <laughs> okay, then. Now, I know that privacy is such a big issue where actually HIPAA is, you know, that's well our standardized for healthcare. Um, have you experienced any issues with, um, you know, with a mother uh, uh, or someone who has come to the facility where you worked and tried to take a baby or anything like that? And if, and if you know, and also any tips to give uh, for those nurses that will work in, you know, that's working on that department for mother um, nurses? In so far, I have seen, you know, like most birthing centers or hospitals already have private rooms for laboring moms and for their postpartum, but there are still who have some private rooms. Um, but additional security added to, to these units include, you know, like the baby bracelet system. They have that like electronically and speaking of, you know, um, um, technology, that's one of the technologies out there. Most of the birth centers or hospitals already have a perinatal locked unit. Okay. So these are the things that makes it safe. Okay. People-wise, if you have, you know, your own private room, then... Okay. I, I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know, right? Um, also, too, I know that as far as certifications, because I know education is really a major issue, and I know that you're really big on education, just like I am. Um, and um, if you can share with our audience how important that is, and also finding nurses that do not have certifications in their specialty, um, and is working in, these, in, in you know this type of department, how it's just kind of really weird, and it's just interesting. So if you could share that, I appreciate that with the audience. Yeah, you're, you're right. I'm all for education. I'm all for certifications. Certified nurses are considered experts in their field. So I encourage everybody to do that. You know, like both knowledge and skills. It's right. going to show you that you're an expert. And so people are more comfortable being, you know, exactly. being their nurse. Exactly. Exactly. I know. So what is really the, you know, uh, the requirement as far as being certified and as an L&D? Do you have to also have a certificate, a certificate to work in postpartum as well? Or does that certification that the nurse get, does require for all of those departments like L&D, mom and baby nursery, or, you know, some facilities may call it something different and postpartum? So there's different certifications that I know of, and 
there's probably more. One is for inpatient obstetrics. This is geared towards more of the LND nurses. Okay. You have the high-risk newborn ones, which okay. is your nursery nurses. Okay. And then you have maternal and child health. So these are some of the specialties or certifications that you could go into if you're working in a perinatal unit. Okay. Now, I, I do want to let you know... Um, I, when I do look online as far as any sort of nursing jobs, I find so many L&D positions available. And I'm like, oh my God, is this, is this like, you know, what's going on? Is this a difficult specialty uh, uh, to get into? Uh, because it seems as though, and I've also talked to other nurses, they're like, hey, I'm not dealing with that. I am not dealing with attitudes when it comes to the mothers and stuff like that. So why is it that there's so many jobs available in L&D? I mean, what is, what is the issue there? I don't know. Really, it's <laughs> because it's highly specialized area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like training takes so long um, for you to, even like, you know, cervical um, exams, it takes quite a while for you to be proficient in that one. Okay. Even, you know, new physicians, mm-hmm. It takes some time for them before you get proficient. And also, you know, I think it's because it's multifaceted. Right. You you learn to be an L&D nurse. You learn to be an OR nurse. You okay. learn to be See? a recovery nurse. That's a I lot. think that's one of the things that turns them off. Yeah, I, and that I can definitely understand. Um, so I also understand the importance of the mock drills uh, because I know every department has one. and. How, I'm sure that workflow is probably different. So how, from your experience, and if you were in charge of doing, you know, of giving my drills, um, how, you know, if you could relate that to the nurses and what they may expect when they go into this particular Well, again, education, education, education. Exactly, exactly. Part of the learning is the drills. What we learn from the drills, we can apply to a real situation. Okay. So what's the most important thing here is actually communication amongst the new team members. Uh Okay. So if you have, like, better communication with each one, which is what you practice in in those drills, The, the actual situation, the actual scenario would run smoothly. Okay. Now, there's one question that I always wanted to know as far as what is the major difference, or let's put it this way, you know, between a midwife and your regular OBGYN. I mean, I know education does play a, part, a major role in it, but is a midwife, in your opinion, is a midwife just as good as an OBGYN or maybe even better because midwives been around for decades? Well, it depends on what context we're talking about. Okay. If you have a midwife, if you wanted like um, no medication and a lot of labor support, these are the best people because they're going to provide you with labor support. Okay. Um, you know, massages, position changes, they're very, very good at that. But if you're somebody geared more towards like medical interventions then your physician would be um better for you but i'm not saying that midwives cannot like order pain meds but it's not that but if you're like a high-risk person who's probably needs some intervening like later on right um well, they're going to stratify you to give it to a provider instead of, you know, a medical provider instead gotcha. of a midwife. Gotcha. 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 
There's certain limitations with the midwife, like they cannot do operative delivery. Okay. So if we're talking about like vacuum or oh, yeah. um, forceps, that's something that the doctor should be doing. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I know that this topic is pretty, it's a very strong topic, especially what's going on, going on right now as far as um, in several states that's passing, you know, the you know, the legislature bills for abortion and that sort of thing and trying to once again turn on the Roe versus Wade. Uh, I don't want to get too much in that because I do know that um, you know, everybody's opinion is different. There's pro-life, there's pro-choice. Uh, the only question that I would like to ask you is have you ever worked in Planned Parenthood? No. That's all I'm gonna say on that. <laughs> because look, that, that this could be like another episode, right? <laughs> to go into those, uh, uh, you know, into that topic. Um, so, what I also would like for you to share with the audience uh, is, you know, any sort of tips or anything that's resourceful to help with our new grads and to try to make. Once again, this specialty more attractive, uh, you know, opposed to maybe some other specialties, uh, because I do know you gotta have someone that is really, of course, that's caring, but because they're not only caring for one life, but they're caring for two lives. And I know that that's a lot of responsibility uh, as a nurse, because as a nurse, you know, we do so much, we wear so many different hats. And um, patient-centered care is always important. So if you can share with the audience on what your views are and what is resourceful as a nurse educator, as an FAP, uh, you know, to our nurses, new grads, even some existing nurses out there who, you know, you're never too old to learn. You know, there's always something new. Um, if you could share with them uh, any sort of, you know, information that would help them be resourceful for patients in care, that would be great. Um, one of the things I would say is for them to keep in mind that being an LDRP nurse, a labor delivery recovery postpartum nurse, it's not just about holding babies. People mm -hmm. tend to right. think that's what you do. No, it's not. It's very intense. Yeah. And for new grads, I wanted them to like experience a little bit more something than what they did in nursing school, because in that way they're gonna be um, exposed to what the realities are in an L L and um, unit. Um, some of them, you know, they apply for the new grad program at L and D, and it was a good awakening for them. Right. So it's it's not. I am trying not to discourage people because we do need L and D nurses. We yes, I'm sure. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> but yeah. you know, sometimes getting your feet wet, you know, doing med surge first mm -hmm. okay. would actually be very very helpful. Okay, very beneficial. Okay then. Um, I also know that, uh, once again, since this specialty, like I said, it can be, it seems like it can also be very stressful when that time comes. Um, and you have to critical think and you have to really be on your feet. Um, when it comes to uh, understanding the fetal monitoring, 
Um, I know that's really important. I know, you know, there's, there's no saying that when a, a you know, mother's pregnant, she, uh, when a woman is pregnant, sorry, <laughs> that there's a 50-50 chance that she would survive. Um, how, as a nurse, have you gone through from your experience? How do you tackle such barriers uh, when dealing with uh, nurses in, in you know, an emergency or emergency situations and stuff like that? Well, we've come a long way. We have a lot of safety bundles with regards to high-risk patients like those with preeclampsia, those for high-risk hemorrhage. So you do a lot of stratification with these patients. So you identify all these risks and once you identify it, you start with whatever bundle you have to make their labor and delivery and safe as well for mom and the baby. Okay. I appreciate all that input that you have um, or and shared that you've given to our audience. Um, I should call you, call you Dr. Cangante because you have your DNP and you're so humble and I, and I just I totally adore you. You're just so sweet. Um, I know that uh, as a nurse leader, you know, it is our duty to make sure that we educate our nurses and give them as much information as possible and for them to also be aggressive in seeking information yes. to expand their uh, career and also to continue to teach their colleagues as well. Uh, just before I wrap up, any other tips or advice that you want to share with our audience? I just wanted to share to everybody that it's not when you already achieve your RN license, education stops there. No, it's not. You have to explore more. Go seek that information and it's going to help your career in your institution. Well, that is well said. And once again, I really appreciate you for uh, coming out and uh, sharing your views with us and help educating our audience. And until next time, I know there's going to be some new and exciting things. And I know I will see you again, Dr. Gadante. And meanwhile, to my audience, you guys, um, you just, once again, just hang in there. Um, we and enjoy and love what you do as a nurse. I know I do. And until then, you guys have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye.